Welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where we talk all things NFL fantasy football. Today we'll discuss who you should be targeting on this week's waiver wire, go through the highs and lows of our fantasy teams from week 10, before finishing off with a few starts and sit suggestions for this upcoming week. As always, get in touch on hello at twotoms1ash.com. We'd love to hear from you, even if it is just giving me shit about the Eagles losing in a terrible game against Washington. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. So let's start off this week looking back at week 10 and some of the highest scoring free agents in our league. So appreciate they might not be free agents in everyone's league, but they're probably on there somewhere or on the cusp. Um, so let's have a see. So whether these are worthy waiver wire pickups or they are just one-week wonders. So let's start off with Christian Watson, receiver from the Packers. So rookie uh, had some big games, looks like had a lot of potential, but went off this week. So scored 32 points in a win over the Cowboys. Scully, what do you reckon? Is this guy, is he for real? Is he worth picking up? Or is this a one-week wonder? He's had a lot of injuries, hasn't he? So um, not sure. It'd be... Be interesting to see how he how he kicks on. I think he's even questionable for. Do they play? Do they play Thursday this week? Thursday, um, yeah, against the Titans. So I think he's even questionable for for that with like an ankle injury or something. I think he's had so many different injuries as well. So I think he's probably a little bit unreliable for that. But if he does come through that, he does play this week and he does have another another game like he did this weekend. Then uh, then potentially. But for me, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be picking him up, um, or if I if I were to pick him up, I probably wouldn't be starting him this week just because because I'm a little bit unsure about him. Um, I think I actually drafted him, or I had him earlier on in the season. I definitely had him for week one, so I probably drafted him uh, with the the rest of my uh, school of rookies. Hmm. But um, I dropped him quite early on after that because of the the first game that he had. I think it was his first ever play um, on his debut. He he dropped uh, the easiest touchdown catches probably would have ever scored. Um, and after that, it was quite obvious that Aaron Rodgers wasn't that up on him and he wasn't going to be getting that many um, targets after that. So I dropped him quite early on. But um, but yeah, good week this week. Just um, yet to be seen for me. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd agree. I think for me, I would pick him up. I think if there's room on my roster, I would. Um Totally agree that he's he's been brilliant, I think, or he's had the, that potential when he's been on the field, but no touchdowns at all before Sunday. And then Sunday, he goes off and scores three. Um, so number three wide receiver on the week overall. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see. Like you say, short week, Thursday night against the Titans. Uh, Dobbs, it looks like, is still out, I think. So, so as we've mentioned before, really, Lazard, Watkins, there's not much else for Rodgers to throw at. So if he's fit, then then I reckon you pick him up. Next one on the list, um, let's go with the Saints, or one of the Saints tight ends, Juwan Johnson. So 15 points in a win over the Steelers. Uh, sorry to mention that and come over to you, Charlie, but what do you reckon to him? So he's number 11 overall on the season in tight ends, and unbelievably, really, that he is still a free agent in our league. But he is, so what do you reckon? Do you, th- do you suggest picking him up? Or leaving him there. Um, he's 
somebody who is tight end is a difficult position to to be um, picking anybody up. It, it's so open in terms of uh, the people that are going to score big. You've got your Travis Kelsey, you've got your Mark Andrews, but then after that, um, I mean, you've got your people that are in, in and around. But but then it opens up sort of from the top eight down, and that that like next bunch of 20 tight ends some weeks they could go off some weeks not so much and I, I think he he fits into that <clears throat> that bracket of um sort of can we do it can we not um he's a consistent target for the saints he, who haven't been particularly great uh, on offense and I think you said that they beat us. Just to clarify, we beat them. Um, the uh, but he has been a bit of a consistent target. I think the Steelers' defense haven't been fantastic uh, this year, which has sort of let us down because that tends to be our strong point. So um, the fact we had TJ Watt back meant we were a little bit stronger. He still managed to pick up fifteen points, but I think looking at the line, the the um, matchups for the Saints over the next couple of weeks. He's not somebody I would want to be picking up. Uh, they play the Rams and uh, the 49ers over the next couple of weeks, who are uh, two of the better teams against tight ends. So no, he's not somebody I would be, want to be picking up. Yeah, fair enough. And and it, it, you'd have never thought start of the season <clears throat> or even looking back really that. Tight end number 11 and tight end number 6, both from the same team. So, Taysom Hill's ranked 6th, both free agents. So, in a 12-team league that you've got two of the top 12 tight ends there, both as free agents. But, um, but yeah, I think both both similarly inconsistent. I think Johnson, I guess, uh, totally agree with you. I think it's someone that you could, probably could pick up if he's hitting a bit of form and it was the right matchup. But um, but but not so much at the minute unless you really are desperate. Um, so next one, Scully, I'll come back to you in a bit of a two for one. So receiver is Nick Westbrook Ikine for the Titans, and then Ryan Tannehill as well. So uh, Westbrook Ikine, so he scored twenty eight points against the Broncos, uh, and obviously then Tannehill against the Broncos as well scored twenty three points. Again, both free agents. Tannehill a bit more of a stalwart. Well, what about those two? Worth worth putting on any of those two off the waivers? I'll go with Tannehill first. So I had him um, last season as my quarterback, and he was bad. So it's just so inconsistent. So um, so for me, straight away, that would be a no. Then um, on the other guy, no idea who he is. <laughs> I'd never, never, never heard of him uh, before. I think it was the guy when we were watching it on Sunday, weren't it? That I was like, "Oh, he's just scored again. Who is it?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think again for me that probably says that he's a bit of a could be a one-game wonder. I mean, I hope he goes on and has another games like it, and we're talking about him a little bit more. But um, up until now, again, I've I've not heard of him. Um, he's not somebody that we've that we've spoke about. I don't know whether that's just him, or whether it's again to do with Tennessee just quietly kind of going about things. No one talks about them, and uh, they seem to be there or thereabouts. Well, usually there um, 
when we're talking about the uh, the postseason. So, yeah, for me again, probably a no for for both of them. They tend to be heavier on the run, don't they, Tennessee? So the wide receivers yeah. don't tend to get the recognition, maybe. And um, definitely for him, I mean, he's, he's scored next to nothing all year, hasn't he? But they, they're very similar. They've got a very tough few weeks against um, for, for wide receivers, certainly. And with a, a, a an offence that's more lined up towards the run, um, I, I, I agree, Skull. He's not somebody I'd want. No, absolutely not. And he... Um... It looks like the Broncos kind of did do do exactly that. So they stopped Derrick Henry, which again, increased chances for the receivers. Uh, Traylon Burks, again, is another popular one on, on waivers, despite not scoring massively last week. Um, but but just going back to Westbrook Akine. So yeah, the reason you've probably not heard of him. So not only no touchdowns all season, but he's only had eight, 15 targets, sorry, in the first eight games and then eight targets on Sunday. So So he's definitely one of those that's, Unheard of free agent, um, not much potential coming in. But again, if uh, Robert Woods, I think, is on their roster, isn't he? if he's not doing much, um, if Tannehill does start playing a bit better, or even Willis comes in uh, and, and does all right, then he might be a favourite target of his. And then last one as a free agent and a waiver wire. So what a week he had last week. Matt Ryan, so 24 points in a win against the Raiders under head coach Jeff Saturday, which has been controversial to say the least. Um, so they're playing the Eagles next week, which may or may not make a difference. But um, but maybe for the Colts as well as as potential fantasy teams, is he someone, Charlie, that you're going to want to put in there uh, to pick up points if you've not got one of the top-tier quarterbacks? At the end of the day, the guy's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, he's He's been there, he's done it. The difficulty, I think, at the minute with the Colts is there's a lot of change. Obviously, they've changed the head coach. Um, the sort of indications prior to Week 10 were they were going to be very heavy on the run. Obviously, he's a former uh, offensive lineman. Um, that they were going to try and get Jonathan Taylor involved a lot more, which they did. I think he was the highest scoring running back this week. So mm. um, it obviously it, it did work. But because they got the running game going, it meant that Matt Ryan could do what Matt Ryan can do. Um, and he put up some decent numbers as a quarterback. He's definitely, with the new head coach and the um, the freshness that's been brought to the Colts, he's definitely somebody I, I would look at picking up if I hadn't already got two decent quarterbacks but I think if somebody's struggling if the quarterback's been the position this year that I think everybody thought would be a little bit more higher scoring or a bit of an, a level playing field in terms of more quarterbacks scoring better than they are doing because at the minute if you're out of the sort of top five top six quarterbacks there's a huge drop off um, so if you're not if you haven't got one of those sort of top five it's definitely he, Matt Ryan, I think, is somebody that you could bring in uh, who could potentially outscore somebody who's already on your roster. I think um probably agree with everything Tom's just said, but I think it makes it more interesting if you're managing uh, Jonathan Taylor or someone like Pittman. I think if he starts to, to improve, I think they're, as we've seen, this last week, their productivity and their point scoring is probably going to go up. Not sure, quite sure how how high Pittman scored, but he definitely had more receptions, uh, a few more yards than he has been doing recently. 
but uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor, I was playing him as, as well this week, had uh, had a great week. So um, I think that's one thing that's looking up for the Colts, but I'm still not sure Ryan's going to be a big scorer every week. Um, it could be one, I don't know if he's even worth if he's worth benching because he's going to be on waivers. So if, if your quarterback does get injured, he might be one to to replace them. Uh, but I, I certainly wouldn't start him over somebody else. Or not. He's not a top 12 quarterback. No, I think... That, so in our league as well, I think the other free agents that we've got at quarterback, I think it is Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Tannehill, as we've mentioned, uh, Stafford. So out of all those, Matt Ryan's the one that's scoring highest... Um, what, 17 points a game when he has played this season? You'd like to think that, exactly right, so Pittman's are going to go up a little bit, Taylor's going to go up. He's probably going to score a little bit higher than 17 points per game. Um, Matt Ryan, he actually, he actually rushed for 38 yards on Sunday and a touchdown, which he, he's not, not turning into Josh Allen anytime soon, is he? <laughs> but um, but still, maybe it is a, another option that he's, he's still got in him in those, what, 37-year-old legs. So who knows? But um, but just another one out there as well. So if your quarterback is on a bye and you are desperate for someone, uh, Matt Ryan might top that list. So looking back on our individual matchups and points that we've scored uh, last week. Um, so... Scully, you scored a whopping 93 points, almost triple digits, uh, and you won, taking you to six and four. Charlie, 112 points, but was, wasn't was enough to win your matchup, takes you to five and five. Uh, and then I was the highest scoring out of the three of us with 119 points and just squeezed out a win to, to also go five and five. So overall on the season for highest scorers week by week, Charlie... You're still top on five. I've got four and Scully just one so far. Uh, so for mine, um, so I've won by just eight points, but I definitely needed Jalen Hurts to score a fair amount uh, last night uh, against the Commanders, despite Eagles losing and getting the first loss of the season. Um, but my matchup, so I was against Justin Fields, who obviously had a, another, another monster game. So watching that and just crumbling. Um, luckily, I did have Cole Komet as well. So he scored a fair amount as Fields scored a lot of his points. And also Gabe Davis as well, which I think helped that that the Bills, I guess, went not only went to overtime, but neither of those wanted to look like they wanted to win. So lots of offense um as well. So so yeah, so overall a good result. Uh and again, not not much left on my bench, not much left on the matchup that I was playing on their bench either. Uh, but Scully, so as I mentioned, so 93 points for you. And in the end in fact, won by 16 points. So tell us about your team. What happened last week? Yeah, so I think the headline says it all, really. Powered by a signature performance from Amon Ra St. Brown, Vontae Mack, no matter what, beats a hard drunk life. So finally, after drafting him, he's had a big week and um, in a week where, where I probably needed it as well. I think um, my team continues to... To defy the the odds that were that were given me at the beginning of the season, so that predetermined zero and fifteen that I was going to get, and I've I've got to six and four. But if I'm being completely honest, I think it's in spite of me, not just because not because of me. Um, again, this week my optimum lineup would have scored 122 points, so that's a what 
30 point difference between the actual lineup that I picked. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm scraping wins. I know you keep you keep saying that I'm I'm not scoring very highly. I think you you told me earlier I was one of the the third lowest scorers. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm 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 getting there. I'm getting there, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm not overly happy. Not overly happy with some of the the decisions that I've been making throughout the season. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. Isn't that right, Tom? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, still just maybe a bit, bit of the yeah. So third lowest scoring player in our league, I think this week just gone. Your opponent definitely lost it rather than you won it. But um, but still, still six and four, one spot ahead of both of us. So, go on then, Charlie. What happened? Was it a big loss? What happened? Fuming. <laughs> um, just. Good decisions, bad results. Um, I, the lineup that I chose, I was, I'm happy with the reasoning as to why I put put, put the players in that I did, and bench the ones that I didn't uh, that uh, that I did, and it all just came crashing down. Uh, my, I, I, I got 112, and the guy that beat me had 116. Um, but if I'd have put the best lineup in. I was on for 135 points, um, and he was pretty much at his optimum. So I should have absolutely destroyed him. Um, played, I think the big one was I played Jamal Williams instead of Aaron Jones. Reason behind it was Aaron Jones had taken a bit of a knock. Um, they'd not been playing particularly well. He wasn't really involved in the game very much. Game week nine against the Lions, who are atrocious against the run and allow uh, running backs to score quite highly. So playing against Dallas, who are like the high scoring defense in the game and score, uh, and let's face it, one of the best, better defenses. So I did, certainly didn't expect him to be putting up those sort of numbers. Um, so that was a massive points drop for me. Williams, 11.9 and Jones, 23.6. So if I don't make that decision, I win the matchup. And then the other one being Smith Schuster, who, who I was big on this week, started to get things going with my homes, um, and gets an awful tackle. Absolutely horrendous. I've watched it a couple of times since we watched it on Sunday together. Absolutely horrendous. Um, could be a season-ended injury that that sort of hit, and the way that there was the flag was picked up. I mean, it's an absolute joke. It's supposed to be protecting players. Um, so yeah, he only scored five points. Played him over Pittman because of the um, being unsure as to how the Colts were going to play, thinking they were going to be leaning a bit more towards the run. Pittman scores twelve points. So. Again, if I make that swap, I win the matchup. But yeah, so I'm properly bitter. Hate fantasy football, and uh, yeah, just to talk about who's scoring the most. So I'm currently six with five and five, and I'm the second highest scoring player in the game. It's an absolute joke. Wow. It's strange how it works. 
Imagine, imagine if this vengeance against Aaron Jones as well had, a, had a stopped. But, but at least you're winning bets, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Uh, still winning him <laughs> and uh, and cashing out for the win, and then the Lions come and take that away from me. Yeah, yeah. Just a sneaky one that was uh, all the more entertaining when we were sat with you on Sunday to witness as well. But um, but good matchups coming up as well. So uh, so me and Scully, we're up against each other this week, aren't we? So at the minute, I think uh, I don't know if we're fully optimized or fully figured out what we're doing. But um, I think I'm predicted slightly ahead. But um, but we know that counts for absolutely nothing. So uh, so yeah, we'll see how that turns out next week and see what trades, waiver wire pickups, and anything else we can do in the run up to that. Let's now look ahead to week 11 and this weekend's matchups. Uh, and let's go back to a good old fashioned start and sit. So, Scully, I'll come to you first uh, and let's go through some running backs. Um, but just give us one to start with. Which running back are you suggesting we start or sit in week 11? I'm going to talk about obviously two running backs one start, one sit, but both of them coming off pretty good weeks. Well, each, both scoring two touchdowns. Uh, so, I'll go for who I'm going to. Start first, and that would be uh, Singletary. Again, mm. he seems to be getting the a lot of the ball for the Bills, um, and he seems to be doing something with it. He's he's not, I'd say, getting a lot, of, a lot, a lot of yards. So he's not getting over a hundred yards every game. But what he, but he's been very productive with what he is getting, if that makes sense. So he's scoring quite a bit. He's getting, he's making some big plays, and they're coming up against. Um, the Browns this um, this weekend, unfortunately. So um, yeah, we've just got ran all over by Miami. Um, everybody who's ran it against us this season has um, has put up numbers. We're just so so bad in the run defense this season. Um, defense as a whole, really, but the run defense especially. So um, yeah, I'm I'm worried about this weekend and um I think he's gonna have he's gonna have a big game against us so I'd definitely say start start Singletary this week. I think yeah, we... a whammy because they're gonna be angry Bills as well. <laughs> yeah. After that loss, they're gonna they're gonna be coming at you guys angry. And I think if I remember rightly I called Singletary having a big game this this last week as well. Last, I, uh, I mean if 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 I were if I were the Bills as well, they've got Case Keenum as the backup, aren't they? Yeah. Who um, obviously we um, we let him go last season, or we traded him for a pick from them or, or something. But I'd rest Allen, put put Keener in, let him go off against us as well. And um, yeah, it's it's not going to be nice for the Browns this week. I hope I'm wrong, but I really am feeling that uh, we we're going to have some some pain brought on us by by the Bills who are looking to bounce back, like you've said, Tom. It could go either way, couldn't it? You're right that, that yeah, they're either very, very angry and, and whether it's Singletary doesn't get a touch and he just goes deep to Diggs or Davis, Josh Allen, that is, all game, or quite rightly, and I think that would be my suggestion as well, if, if I was um, if I was in the head coach position, that just rest Allen, like, it was just, I mean, he was just woeful last week anyway, wasn't it? With some of the interceptions and fumbles 
And just even if it means taking a loss against the Browns, and not intentionally, obviously, but a loss for a couple of weeks, you're going to be in the playoffs. Just get Allen fit and ready and, and have a good playoff run. And I guess I still want him to win it all. Which, again, if that's the case, then you'd think, let's run it. Let's run it more. Let's use Singletary. Do what we need to do. Case Keenum taking these easy options. So, hopefully. Um, and even like you say, maybe even just how the game went last week, he still scored, what, 15 points Singletary? So, even without it being a run-first offence, he does still score points. So, so yeah, so good, good suggestion. Uh, and let's see how he goes on this week. And... Charlie, come over to you and um, give us a wide receiver to start or sit this week. I'm going to go for the start first. Let's start with a positive. Uh, as soon as I was negative about my loss this week. Um, I'm going to go for, if he's fit um, and it's somebody to be keeping an eye on, um, Alan Lazard. I think Green Bay have been pretty bad, let's face it. Um, this year. Lazard's been somebody that's been consistent for him. Um, He didn't score hugely this week against Dallas because obviously um, somebody that we spoke about earlier on um, being Watson got quite a few of those targets. He took three of the touchdowns and he actually dropped one, didn't he? He he took his eye off coming over his head. So Watson was targeted heavily this week. Um, I think looking at the, the stats for wh- what they actually did for Watson, he was only targeted eight times. He made four catches, but 107 yards for those four catches and three touchdowns from that. Then looking at Lazard in terms of what uh, his target share, he was he only had four targets caught. All th- uh, caught three of them um, for only 45 yards and obviously no no touchdowns. The reason I'm going for a start for him this week, I think the Tennessee defence this coming week are going to be a bit more conscious of Watson. Um, previously, because Lazard's been the consistent one, I think he's probably had a bit more coverage um, so the fact that they're getting Watson going should open it up for Lazard, and uh, it's a good matchup as as well against Tennessee, who aren't particularly great against the throw and and wide receivers score quite well. So if Aaron Rodgers can keep doing what he did last week, and that coverage is split between receivers, I think Lazard can have a, a big one this week. Yeah, interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Packers are on a bit of a knife edge, aren't they? So foots that at four and six. One more loss. Um, it's unlikely that they're making the playoffs. Obviously, with the Vikings running away with the division, so they really need to step up a gear. And and yeah, Rogers' favourite weapon all season long has been Lazard, really. So so let's see how he gets on. Scully, back to you and running back that you'd start or sit. I think you said you might sit this one. Who you pick him? Yes, yeah, sit. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, another running back coming off um, quite a, quite a big week for for him. Um, I think it's the first time that he's he's actually scored since week one as well. I know he's been injured a little bit, but it's James Connor. Um, I, I like him. I like Connor a lot. He's not uh, he's not really kicked on this this season so far. Again, I know he's been injured a little bit. 
but he had a really, really good good season last season. Um, but for me, again, probably similar to, to starting Singletary because he's playing the Browns. Um, this week, the uh, the Cardinals are playing uh, the 49ers, who are number one against the run. So, um, yeah, for, for me, I know he's just had a, had a big week and uh, he's back. He looks he looks fit. He looks good. But um, I'd, I'd be sitting him this week if uh, if you've got a better option. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a tricky one with with Connor because we were and we were just talking um, kind of off air, if you like that. So they just dropped Benjamin as well, Cardinals. Um, so Connor's pretty much all that they've got, and if Murray is injured as well, you would think that they might run it a little bit more. Um, but the 49ers being the 49ers, I can I can imagine that Cardinals probably aren't going to get much field time, period. Um, and then even if they do, they'll be ready for Connor, seeing as there's not a great deal else. If it is Colt McCoy, I think it is a quarterback, um, with some of the other receivers that are injured as well. So, yeah, Zach Ertz just out as well, isn't he? For Zach Ertz as well, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah so not having a good down. time. So, yeah. So, what, you covered DeAndre Hopkins and uh, and that's it. <laughs> There's no offence. So, maybe you know it's going for Connor. So, you put eight in the box and, um, and you yeah, know, maybe a shutout. Uh, and then finally, Charlie, come back over to you and receiver that, that you're going to sit this week. So, somebody who, bit of hype after the trade, um, if somebody I picked up but then dropped quite quite quickly, um, I like him. He's a, an ex stealer I think he's a, a, a fantastic receiver. Um, maybe doesn't quite get the whole team ethos and a bit of a me 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 type guy. But for me, I've got to sit Chase Claypool. As good as the Bears have been, nothing is going through those receivers. Um, you talked about Komet for your lineup. Um, obviously, you got quite a few of those receiving uh, passes from fields. But let's face it, the offense is fields and his run, uh, running ability. They're not they're not looking to to um, chase Claypool, especially over the the couple of weeks that he's been there. Um, I mean, he's, he he's, he had one catch this week, um, and he's he's. Um, He's not somebody I would be wanting to take a risk on, even though Fields has, has been fantastic and I think could be up there if he carries on the way he is. I mean, what's he got the last couple of weeks? He's been 40-odd points the last two weeks, and he's 48 and 43. Yeah, The guy's absolutely on fire, but a lot of that has been with his legs. Um, he's thrown for 20, 20 attempts this week. Just gone, twelve of them caught, uh, and only one of those catches to Chase Claypool. So, as much as the Claypool trade was that he was getting away from a quarterback that wasn't getting the best out of him, I don't think he's going to be getting the best out of him with Justin Fields either, because I think there's better things they can do on that offense than go through Chase Claypool. Yeah, as a Bears fan, it seems like Fields is doing well, doesn't it? And and admittedly, maybe not necessarily winning, but it's, it's quite exciting. But yeah, Claypool, not as well as expected. I know he was a popular pickup on NFL.com. Um, even Mooney, really, I think it predicted to be good all season. Highest he scored is 17 points. So 
averaging somewhere around the 12, 13 points mark. And, and he is their top receiver. So again, for someone like Claypool to come in um, and then start dominating and taking over, that's unlikely as well. But, um, but we'll see. We'll see if that changes towards the end of the year before they start maybe planning ahead for 2023. And that's that. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this week's Rabble. And thanks for everything that you're doing as well to support the show. So whether that is sharing or following or indeed just listening. Okay, now on to week 11 and let's hope the Eagles can get back to winning ways. See you on the next one.